0: Hi, my name is Enrico Ferri and welcome to this Burning Lamp Podcast. We have a passion for worship, whether it's worship leading or just worshiping together with other believers in Christ. And we realize that worship is not just five songs on a Sunday or even just a two-hour worship session, but that worship is a lifestyle where we bring our bodies as a living sacrifice of praise before the Lord on a daily basis. And on this podcast, we share In that manner, whether it's through a song, testimony, teaching, and interviewing other believers and brothers and sisters in Christ. So, welcome to this Burning Lamp podcast and enjoy this episode. Thank you for for tuning in today uh, to this message. Um, I felt uh, about two weeks ago to start a series on the secret place. And uh, it's an amazing honor just to to share some revelation with you guys of what we have been journeying with the last couple of years. And uh, so welcome today to to episode two. My name is Enrico Furie from Burning Lamp Ministries and um, our hearts are really just to love Jesus, just to seek Him with all that we have in every season, to seek Him out, to find Him and uh, allow Him in His presence as we gaze upon Him just to transform our hearts and our lives. Let's just pray together before we start today's message. Jesus, we want to glorify you in this moment. You are just so worthy. God, we realize today, once again, that we are nothing without you. God, and as we dive deep into this place called the Secret Place, we we are just so humbled by the revelation that you bring through your spirit. And that we, as we go deeper into this, just realize that we were firstly created for this place. To dwell with you, God. To have communion with you, to stand in relationship with you, and um, I also pray today that, uh, as I share on this message, that um, that you will touch our hearts in a deep, deep, deep way. We love you. We bless you. Amen. Guys, so um, I've been thinking about this, you know, going through Scripture as I start episode two today. that Jesus often broke away from the crowds uh, to a quiet place to spend time with his father, to, without any distractions, without any noise, uh, inclining his heart to hear his father's voice. And uh, I was thinking to myself, you know, that if Jesus felt the need in his heart to do that, if Jesus felt And realize the importance to break away to a physical place. To break away from the crowds, break away from his friends. Break away from the noise, any distraction. And to sit at uh, the feet of his father. How much more should we count that as just as important? To break away uh, to a place daily um, where we can sit and gaze upon Jesus and hear his voice speaking over our lives. Um, it's so beautiful in Matthew 6 6 where uh, it says the following where Jesus speech and he says, but you when you pray go into your room and when you have shut your door pray to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Isn't that so amazing that um, your father sees you in secret. It's, it's when you walk into that room I went to that designated place. Uh, there was this movie that came out a couple of years ago, War Room. When you walk into that room, maybe your walls are uh, are full of posters of the nations or photos of people that you are praying for, or lists of certain prayers that you are praying. If you go into that room, isn't it amazing how the 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 silence actually makes the most noise? How precious it is just to retreat to that place and um, spend time with the Father. I've realized through my journey that I've always tried to justify reasons why I was not able to retreat to a physical place like this um, during my day. You know a lot of us would maybe say and I think sometimes it's understandable I think we work plays a part you know being a full-time mom plays a part being an owner of a big business plays a part and we I was one of those guys that just said I just don't have time to put out a physical time in my day just to spend with him. I don't have time just to go into my room. I'm just too tired at night uh, coming from work and in the mornings I have to get up early or whatever the case may be and I just realized that um, there's so many ways we can find, so many ways to justify why we don't want to do things or why we do want to do things. And, um, and so I've always come up with an excuse which is also quite valid. Um, so let me tell you guys I would usually say, but I speak to him during the day. I pray. I pray in, in tongues when I drive in my car on the road. I am aware of him wherever, wherever I am. And that is the truth. Even David speaks about it in Psalms 139. He says, where can I go where your presence is not with me? Um, so God definitely is, is Emmanuel God with us always. And uh, it's amazing, like the small little book that Brother Lawrence wrote, Practice the Presence of God, to practice the presence, to practice the awareness that Jesus is with us constantly through His Spirit and we can constantly just connect with Him. But as I started off the session that if Jesus found it valuable and a necessity to break away to a physical place where there's no noise, no distractions to speak to him, then I should also make that time and space available for Jesus. I heard this this great example once. It's like imagine you get a phone call from probably the most important person on the face of the earth. Okay, So this guy is the most influential. He probably has the most money. Everybody listens to him. The whole world. So he's the most important guy in the whole world. And you get a phone call from him. And so you answer the phone. And you say hello. And he starts speaking. And as he starts speaking to you, you get distracted. But you stay on the line with him. So now you're busy with things, yes, mm, yeah, I hear yeah, you, yeah, and you taking the kids to work, and you're having a meeting with your staff at uh, at work, uh, taking your kids to school, having a meeting with your staff at work, and, and so, yeah, you, you're you listening with a half of an ear to what this guy has to say, and, uh, you know, then at the end, if all the distractions are finished, and, and then you say, yes, yeah, so, sorry, just repeat that, what were you saying again, and, um, isn't it the same, actually, it's just like I explained to you guys, the excuse that I sometimes have um, or had for not creating a physical place for Jesus to speak to me. You know, He, he really wants our full attention. He doesn't want to fight for our attention. And um, there are moments, there are which we will share in just a moment, there are these moments in time, these kairos moments that Jesus wants with us where he wants to speak to us clearly without any distraction and um, you know I just feel in my heart even in myself that he deserves that attention um, you know he deserves to have uh, that one-on-one time with us um, that is just so crucial so that was such a beautiful example that I heard you know it's it's we're not actually listening to what he's saying over the phone because we are just so distracted maybe some words or some lines drop with us and stick with us, but it's it's just not the same as where we sit down and we pick up the phone and we say yes, how are you doing? Great, and you know there's this this uh, without any blockage, this conversation that can go on. If we look through Scripture, even in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, we see moments, uh, defining moments where God encountered uh, certain men. Um, And that changed the course of their whole life. Uh, In those moments where they were found alone, in those moments where they broke away, in in those moments in their journey of having maybe the wrong mindset or doing the wrong things where God just intercepted the moment um, and encountered them. And the first one I want to look at is, we all know this so well, and I believe that we in this season is Jacob. And I want to read to you, just this passage of scripture from Genesis 32, 24 to 30, where it was a profound moment in Jacob's journey. We all know how Jacob was lying and deceiving people to get what he wanted. It was just as if it was not possible for, for him to escape that way of thinking and that way of doing um, in his life. And and so this is such a beautiful uh part of story where God encounters him in Genesis 32. I want to read it to you. Then Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him, man in capital letters, wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now, when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? He said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God and with man and have prevailed. prevailed. Then Jacob asked, saying, tell me your name, I pray. And he said, why is it that you ask about my name? And he blessed him there. So Jacob called the name of that place Peniel. For I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. Isn't that amazing? Like in that whole encounter, this almost reminds me of Paul or Saul that became Paul. In an instant, well, wrestling for quite a long time, but. You can say in this encounter, Jacob's whole life changes. The way he thinks, he almost becomes a new man. And just the fact that God gives him a new name and calls him Israel, that you are no longer will, will go on living in your carnal ways, in your carnal way of thinking, in your fleshly way of thinking, hurting people, uh, causing destruction. But I will call you Israel, my beloved one. Um, The one I want to stand in covenant with. The one who will inherit my kingdom. And um, it's just so beautiful how he said here that I will call this place Peniel. For I have seen God face to face. Guys, I want to tell you that we have seen it here in the story that um, this is the encounters that waits for us in the secret place. This is the encounters that we were created for with God those encounters with God face to face that can change our whole lives. And I believe we are in that season. I realize that in our lives, I hear it when I speak to some of my friends who are in ministry and who we stand in relationship with, that this is a wrestling season. And I always make this joke to say that um, those who say they know God but are not limping are lying. (laughs) You know, And uh, I just want to tell you, going into the secret place, with a, with a wrestling mindset or with a frustration in your heart, I want to encourage you guys not to fear and to think that God will be offended by that. God wants us to wrestle with Him in the secret place so that we can get the answer, so that we can know Him better, so that He can reveal Himself to us, so that He can give us a new name, so that we can be done with the old and continue with the new that He has planned for us, that we can also call our secret place Peniel. For I have seen God face to face. And Joshua is, is also such a beautiful example. It's it's actually crazy if you have to try and in this short session go through everything that Joshua done, uh, uh, did. But it's so beautiful in Exodus 33 verse 11 is something that has uh, caught my attention so many times when I've read it. And So Moses creates this meeting place, this tent in the middle of the Israelites um, in the desert, a meeting place where you can meet with God. And um, there will always be this cloud of God's presence that will be present at the tent when Moses goes in. And then it says in that passage of scripture that Moses spoke to God face to face as is like a friend, just as like a friend. But then there's always that um, line I want to read to Exodus 33, 11. So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend and he would return to the camp, but His servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, did not depart from the tabernacle. You see, it's almost like Joshua just couldn't get enough of God's presence. He had to stay there a bit longer. And I don't know why they actually just put it in there. There's a reason why they put it in there. And I just realized when I read that, who was the man that led those um, God's people into the promised land? It was Joshua. Uh, God chose him. Um, and I believe because he was faithful. He was faithful in that place. It's like it says here, he was faithful in the secret place. And I want to remind you about what Matthew 6 says 6 again. Six, Matthew 6, 6 says again. Um, and when you have shut your door, pray to the Father who is in the secret place. Hear this. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And I believe that in Joshua's life, God saw him in the secret place and he rewarded him openly and God guys let me tell you what we do not go into the secret place because we want these rewards Jesus is our greatest reward we go into the secret place to connect with him in an undistracted way um, seeking his face and it's just like um, where he speaks about seek seek first the kingdom of God and all else will be added it's about seeking him in that place and he will reward you how he feels pleased to reward you Um, we even see it with Moses Uh, it's so beautiful in Exodus 3 1 to 17 we all know this so well Moses once again was looking after the sheep in the desert um, alone and God encounters Moses as a burning bush and it's so amazing this bush burns but this the fire doesn't devour this bush this bush just keeps on burning And this was a moment in time for for Moses. He was standing on holy ground, alone with God, and God encounters him. And this changed the course uh, that Moses was on, seeking that wrestling in his season, retreating from Egypt to where he was adopted and everything that was going on. And in that place where he was alone with God, the voice of truth establishes a firm root for Moses. Moses even says that I can't speak these words. I can't go to Pharaoh and speak. I don't even speak properly. And God says, don't you worry, I will put the words in your mouth. We even see this in Mount Sinai where Moses encounters God in the cloud. Exodus thirty-three eighteen 18 to 23. I want to read this to you. And he said, please show me your glory. Then he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. This is God that spoke to him. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But he said, you cannot see my face for no man shall see me and live. And the Lord said, here is a place by me and I shall stand on the rock. You shall be while my glory passes by that I will put you in the cleft of the rock and will cover you with my hand while I pass by then I will take away my hand and you shall see my back but my face you shall not see isn't this absolutely amazing that Moses encounters Yahweh the creator of the universe puts his hand over Moses's face as Moses is hidden in this cleft of this rock and he proclaims his own name In front of Moses as he passes by him. This is a supernatural encounter. And I can just imagine how maybe Moses trembled in fear for a moment. But I can also just imagine how it must have felt to be so close to Yahweh. We even see this with Elijah. As we all know the story that um, Elijah just performed this great act Uh, at Mount Carmel with the prophets of Baal, God burning his offering and nothing happening to the prophets of Baal's offering as they pray to their gods and Elijah even mocks them in the confidence of God, his father. But then uh, Elijah obviously runs away um, and tries to hide out of an announcement that Jezebel makes that she wants to kill him. And this is so beautiful when Elijah is alone, guys, alone, fearful. It feels like his wall is falling apart, he has nowhere to go, he's going to be killed, he might as well just take his own life, whatever. Uh, God encounters him in this beautiful way and I want to read it to you in 1 Kings nineteen eleven 11-13. Then he said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind and the earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, listen to this, a small voice. So it was when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. Suddenly a voice came to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? That small little whisper, guys, I think sometimes even in the secret place, we, we, we try and seek this, um, this audible voice and God can speak in an audible voice um, in so many ways. But sometimes God is in the small whisper. It's in those places where we are alone with him. I also shared in the first episode about that small whisper in my spirit that I had when we were walking on the beach that God said to me, Matthew 4, 4, you will live from every word that precedes my mouth. This is the same thing where Elijah is alone and um, not quite in focused and not so confident like he was. This small voice whispers to him and it was, I believe, only possible because he was in this setting alone in this place. And God basically asks him, Elijah, what are you doing here? Why? He basically says to him, why are you so caught up in fear? Can't you just remember what happened at Mount Carmel? How I came through for you, how faithful I was for you, how I did not leave you in shame when you called upon my name. And now, what are you doing here, hiding away in fear? Am I not bigger than Jezebel? Am I not bigger than fear? Am I not bigger than what has been spoken against you? This is just so profound, guys. I. Just want to share a couple of things with you and then we'll close off today about the secret place that your greatest fears are overcome in the secret place. It's there where you are reminded of the greatness of the Lord. The secret place is a place uh, where we meet Him there. The, The secret place is God's place and we meet Him there. We take the invitation to meet God at His secret place. It's not our secret place. The secret place in Matthew 6 spoken of Is a physical place where supernatural encounters with Jesus take place. There's a certain anointing that you will only find in the secret place that you will find nowhere else. And it's God's desire to anoint you in the secret place, to anoint you at His feet. And I want to encourage you, it's part of our inheritance to hear God's voice. Um, It's part of our inheritance to see in the Spirit that we grew up uh, learning um, that it was wrong to see certain things but our little girl even now she sometimes are scared and she'll tell me that she sees a person standing there whatever and then instead of me telling her Hannah you don't even know what you're talking about just keep on playing I teach her I try to teach her and I tell to her, you okay do you see him is he still standing there okay now speak after me say in the name of Jesus Christ go away It's time that in this season we should give ourselves to the supernatural again. It's time that we should embrace the inheritance of being able to see in the Spirit. And also have these supernatural encounters like these men had. That changed the course of their destiny in their life. And we are all called for that. So may, I really hope that, I believe in my heart that this message today was to create an excitement in your heart for what is found in the secret place, when you run after Jesus in that place, when you create a place where you make him your priority, where he's not, where you don't just give him an half an ear to hear, but where you give him your full attention so that he can impart and reward you as he pleases. Let's close our eyes and pray. God, this uh, going through these stories um, in the Bible and the way you've shared it, God, to us just makes us so excited. God, I Always when I see how you presented yourself or revealed yourself to people, it amazes me. And I realized that there's so many other ways that you can do it. You do not always need to walk on the water. You do not need to be a burning bush. Um, There's so many other encounters, God. You do not need to be a cloud with with thundering voices on a mountain. But you choose to do it that way because you are the supernatural amazing God and you want to blow our minds. God, and I pray that we will seek you in this place, God. Help us, give us the grace and the the energy and the power and the willingness and the hunger to set out a a time in our day as a date with you um, to seek your face and to love you. Jesus, we were made for this place. Awaken within us this desire. We love you. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our message today remember to press the subscribe button for more content and resources visit our facebook pages at Enrico and anya worship and burning lamp ministries and also remember to subscribe to our youtube channel at Enrico and anya worship if you want to come in contact with us please send us an email to info at burninglampmusic.ca.za.